We are part of the Fired Up Sports Network of shows. Please check out other Fired Up Sports Network podcasts like the P-Lot Pod, What Are Cooler Talk, Bell Smashers, Philly Sports Love and Pain, Drunk on Broad, Beer Battered Sports, and the Fired Up Sports Show, which are available on all major podcasting hosting sites and social media. Also, check out Mark Ramos' Ramos Roundup on Fired Up Sports. Calm, which breaks down the happenings going on with all your favorite local teams. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. What's up, guys? Chilling. Living nice the to dream. be back. Nice to be Hell back. Yeah. Hell what, yeah. What? Listen, it's good to be back. There's a lot of off-season drama that I didn't think we'd be talking about this time. But, like, listen, I had to go brotherly shove shirt tonight because, you know, the, the news comes out that that plays at least around for another year. So uh, You ain't getting rid of it. Not today. Um, not at all. Um, listen, we got uh, ton, like tons of off off season drama. Where where, where you all want to start? Because the, like there, the, there's there's a the, there's been a little but a lot all at the same time. What, what do bunch you think? Of, bunch of stuff to unpack, Don. Fire him off, bud. Fire him <laughs> off. Let's go. Here we go. Um, well, because today is leap day. And yes, sir. We're not going to do another show at least. Well, this is our, well, for at least another four years. Um, who's the player with new coordinators coming in that takes the biggest leap forward? Ooh. Ooh. Devontae Smith. Let's go out. All day, twice on Sunday. Devontae Smith is going to go buck wild this year. I'm calling it my wide receiver one, baby. My wide receiver one, Devontae Smith, smooth, slim himself, is going to have a monster year. This is where you separate the men from the boys, and I think uh, Kellen Moore's offense is going to help him get that done. Chris, what's the biggest thing that Kellen Moore is going to do? Utilize the middle of the field, get them in space, and they're going to run non-high school routes. There you go. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be fun to see a NFL offense. So I'm very I'm looking forward to that. Joe, who you got on offense? Who who's the guy that 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 takes the biggest leap forward with the new coordinator? Yeah, piggybacking off the whole middle of the field uh, topic. Uh, let's go with our boy Dallas Goddard, huh? Ah, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz and uh, Jarwin down there in Dallas with Kellen Moore did uh, did did pretty well. You know. 
when he when he was down there running things. So um, I think, you know, they, they showed – it's crazy. They did, like, a comparison, you know, going back to the wide receiver thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a route tree of, Ke- of Keenan Allen versus Devontae Smith's route tree with our coordinator from this year. And it's like – it's like – triple the amount almost triple the amount of, of routes that uh are, are in the, his arsenal so you know you're gonna see guys anywhere and everywhere which is the, the way it should be so yeah, funny. yeah. listen i, I still for, think for we me, another time. well listen rich this, this is about that time where you you would you might want to see them draft the next tight end because this is a bet. This is actually a little bit later than when they drafted Goddard when Earth was around. So yeah. it would it would not surprise me at all if they right. dra- they address that in this draft and they pick up. You know, I I don't know how early you go in. I, I think there's there, there's a lot of other needs which we can talk about a little bit later that you definitely have to address before you get to you know the the next tight end. But I really do think that that's something that they address in this draft that. They bring in another guy in that same kind of vein. I know there's the, the the kid from Georgia is you know making people look stupid in, in these you know the the off season right now leading up to this draft. But to me, I, I think the guy that has to take the biggest leap forward in this offense has got to be the guy that stirs the drink, and that's got to be Hurts. Yeah, I think you 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 simplify it by making it less complicated. Um, and, and I think that it's been a lot of stuff that's come out about, you know, the, some of the, the way that players got treated in the locker room and how, you know, there are little different strokes for different folks where, you know, some people caught the, you know, the, the tail end of some criticism and other players didn't. And I think bringing somebody in from an outside perspective is going to give him more of an opportunity to get himself on more accountability. And, yeah. and I think that in, in this offense, the, the motion, I think Rich, you're spot on when you say like Devonte Smith, you might see like his, his, something similar to his last year at Alabama um, when he was really able to, to, they utilize that motion to really get him in space and utilize the speed and the athleticism and, and the route tree to be able to really, you know, see how much of a weapon that dude is. Cause he just, he, he, he can just light it up. Um, and yeah. I, and I really think you, you're going to see a one, you know, a one a and a one B and it, it really truly could be week, you know, week to week. But I think Hertz has got to be Hertz for me. has got to be the guy that, cause without, without him, stirring a drink you you can have all the offensive weapons you want it really if he looks as bad as he looked in some of those games down the stretch this team's really only going to go as far and he's here for the long term he's not going anywhere so you're going to have to try to get that figured out um that that to me has got to be all right how about on defense who's the guy that takes the biggest leap forward Mm -hmm. on defense with Vic Fangio Hmm. Who's going to be here? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, Fletcher yeah, Cox. I mean, Fletcher Cox. All pro Fletcher Cox. 
<laughs> well, I mean, listen. According to Howie, he's here if he wants. He, they'll have him back if they if he wants to be back. I don't you kind of have number. to. He was. You kind of have to. He was our best defensive lineman last year. <laughs> so I mean, you're gonna let yeah. him go. <laughs> um, I am hoping it's Jalen Carter. I hope he takes a step forward. Um, but right now, I, I can't call it who's gonna step up. To be honest with you, because I, I don't know who's gonna be here. It's got to be somebody on the defensive line. Sweat's got to be better. Carter's got to be better. Jordan Davis needs to stop fucking eating. Um, <laughs> like, give that man a fucking salad and just call it a day. Like, it's incredible. It's incredible how he's just halfway through the season just turns into a fucking ball of nothing. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? And then you hear they're turning off the ice cream machine and replacing the whole fucking menu because – Players are getting fat. Well, that's a product of your <laughs> fucking stupid culture, you dumb fuck, Nick Sirianni. And now it makes sense when all, all the stuff coming out. I know I'm jumping topics, but it makes fucking sense with all the shit that's coming out because yeah. he, he don't have a fucking grasp on this team. And I think it's because he's a boob. He's a Howie Roseman boob. He literally is an extension of Jeffy and and Howie. And he's just there as a fucking figurehead. Like, he's a show puppet. Like, what other teams have meetings every Tuesdays with their their owner and their GM, like their head coach? Like, who the fuck does that? Like, why do they have so much input when they're not football guys? And mm-hmm. why did it take Big Dom to calm down Nick Sirianni? Like, yeah, those reports right? are absolutely outrageous. And I fucking believe them. Like, I believe those reports. I don't believe the A.J. Brown stuff. I was so happy when A.J. Brown went on WIP and just trashed them. Um, that was phenomenal because uh, Ike Reese, like, he's a fuck. He's another boob. Doesn't, oh, I, I was an eagle. I was a former eagle. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. You played special teams. Like, stop. And do you even want to act like you're a player or you want to act like a fucking media boob? So, to me, it comes down to hopefully Vic Fangio gets his offensive line right. Um because somebody has to. I, I really, after all the reports came out, I have zero faith in Sirianni. I mean, I didn't have faith in him when he first came here, and then talent kind of brought him to where he is. And, like, when it comes to coaching, I don't fucking think the dude can do it. It it, it seems as though you're, you're seeing an exposed version. It really does. Yeah. That, you know, is he more of a product of his environment with the talent that he had around him? Um, and the, the press conference after they announced the two new coordinators was very, very telling when I can't remember who the reporter was, but he basically was like, all right, so Nick, what do you do here? Like, what, what, what is your job? Yeah. You know, and, and he's like, oh, well, I'm the, I'm, I'm the CEO. I'm the, I'm the guy that, you know, I'm going to pop into an offensive meeting. I'm going to pop into a defensive meeting. And it's like, okay, great. Like, then what what really like if your role is to just kind of oversee everything um well then what like what, what do you do what 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 really is your role because if Kellen Moore isn't that what really the general bad, manager does yeah pretty much mm. pretty much so you have and, a bunch of coordinators and literally <laughs> a GM and an assistant GM and Nick Sirianni that's exactly <laughs> what you're telling me uh it just doesn't sound good. 
Like none of it makes sense nor sounds good. But that's Philadelphia, though. Like yeah. nothing ever fucking makes sense in this town. We 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 try to rationalize. We could just do it any other way. <laughs> we're just too smart for it. That's what really what happens. Yeah, we're just. I mean, listen, just not dumb. Joe, who's who's the guy for you? Who's the guy on defense that's got to take a leap forward with this new? All, all things considered, I mean, we, we don't up, know who. The, What's up, Chris? We, we don't know. We don't know free agents, right? We don't know who's. We don't know the moving parts about who they're going to draft, who they're going to bring in, and this conversation could feel very, very different in August over the summer. Could um, feel different in like two weeks. Yeah, it, you, you're right. If Patrick McQueen ends up here, hey yo, that right. would be if, that, that would, that would cost money. <laughs> if you know if they're you know if they're making moves for Legarius Need, right? If they're you know the 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 defense, I think on the overall has the most opportunity to have the most moving parts. I think the yeah. the most alarming thing to me that I've heard this week coming out of the combine was the the conversation about James Bradbury. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's in the conversation to play that, that to me was like the biggest red flag. Cause I'm looking at that going, all right, that's a position where guys just don't come back from. Yeah. When, yeah. when, when that, when that ball starts to roll down the hill, that, that one ain't coming back. They <laughs> defensive backs in their, like they, they do not get better with age. Right. Yeah, that's that's the that was the guy that I was I was gonna uh, talk about was Bradbury, you know that whole discussion with them about, um, you know it, they made it seem like he's gonna be part of uh, part of the mix and that's, uh, you, you I mean he wasn't there was so many stretches during the season last year where he was just unplayable, mm. you know he couldn't he couldn't cover me, you know it's. He couldn't cover any of us, you know, it's, and, and to try him out there as your starter, that's a uh, really bad, a really bad situation. That's like you said, it's only going to snowball and get worse. Um, but, yeah. but what do you do with them? I mean, his contract, I, I don't know if you can finagle your there's way a, out. Of there's it. a lot, there's a lot of dead money there. Yeah. So you're, you're, I mean, with the, with that cap and that money, it's, like you're almost forced to play the guy, which it's just a really bad situation. It's a really bad situation. It's, um, ex- it's extremely yeah, fun. It, it is. And, you know, what are they going to do with the, with these draft picks? You know, they, they need to go secondary. They need to go linebacker, but it's the Eagles. Are they, are they going to do that? You know, no. look at the guys you lost. Look at TJ Edwards. Look at CJ Gardner Johnson. You, you, you chose not to pay these guys and look at how well they performed on these other teams. There were that, those, those just two, two names that I could think of that, that really killed this defense for this season. Oh, absolutely. No, like yeah. I'm, my, to me, it's not just one guy. I think that the, there's a group of guys that could be highlighted and really kind of have their roles elevated in, in a new offense or a new defense. And I think it's that young group of DBs that we constantly talk about um, that they've brought in over the course of the last couple of years in these drafts that you're, you're now looking for opportunities to get those young DBs that are on your roster already 
Um, and I think yeah. it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if these first handful of picks, if there's a, if, you know, if they double up, you know, yep. similar to the year when they, you know, they, they draft Lido Shepard, right. That they, they bring in, in that draft, they bring in multiple DBs. I think you see it. I think you see them see the importance of, of not being it, the, the, the time where you can pass on positions and just kind of fill in with that revolving door. I think that's that, that seeing that in the safety position, seeing that in the linebacker position really to me just highlights how important it is that when you're in a position where you give these big time contracts and you're going to have guys that are going to come up that, that are going to want to get paid too, right? That Landon Dickerson extension has got to be coming up soon. The Devonte Smith extension, because he's a first round pick, they can, you know, they, they they can buy that that buy into that fifth year and extend his deal another year, but you know that extension's coming too. It's only going to highlight the more importance of drafting really well. Yeah. Um, so to me, you got to hit on these early picks. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to address linebacker and safety. You have to address DB because you don't have any other option, right? But you're also going to need to know, you know what what do you have on your roster so i'm looking at the, the that young group of dbs um that we saw get a lot of time late in that late in late in the year when you know guys were getting injured um but i think you know sydney brown and reed blankenship are not the answers on the back end of this defense um james bradbury and darius slay are are not the answers moving forward they that you know I'm more apt to, to, to let Slay play than I am Bradbury. Mm. Um, but, you know, neither one of them are getting younger. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, if if that's a position that they address early in a draft or they address aggressively in free agency because they're going to have um, – they're going to have – they're going to have the, the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just – looking at this whole situation too, you know, and the whole other topic that's been on and off for a while now with Hassan Reddick, um, you know, what's, what's, what's really happening? What's going on behind the scenes? What's where, where are we in, in all of this? You know, yeah, it'd be nice to get some, some good draft picks, but you know, he was your most productive defender um, over the last two seasons. Yeah. yeah. He's pushing 30, but you know what? All the guy does is is produce and go get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his numbers maybe dipped a little bit. You know, maybe because you got a guy like Matt Patricia who's dropping him back into coverage, so he's probably like, you know, what what the what what, what the fuck is this? So, yeah. uh, you you got to figure out what the plan is with that. You know, what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? But if if he's not on the on this team next year, then you have you have a huge hole to fill at that position. Um, and then it's, you know, are you going to bring a free agent in and, and pay a free agent? Or are you going to cross your fingers and hope you draft, um, you know, his, his replacement, you know, Nolan Smith, who knows, but I don't know. That's a lot to ask to just say, all right, well, we got Nolan Smith. Let's just plug him in there. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look, if you look at it, like, I don't understand why people are freaking the fuck out, like, over the cap, because the cap is growing exponentially. 
In five yeah. years, the gap is going to be huge. And people are like, well, Jalen Hurts' contract, it's going to hurt the Eagles. When? It's going to look relatively like fucking pennies on the dollar in three to four years. Like, right. what are you talking about? You sign these guys now, and in five years, the cap's going to be fucking through the roof. So it doesn't matter. Do you sign Hassan Reddick and extend them? You see. Can I get two for two for 35 out of you, bud? Like, can, can we get that? Hey, and if you can extend them for another two years, cool. If you can't and there's a guy like uh, Burns from Carolina out there and he costs 25 and Reddick costs 20, well, guess who I'm taking? The younger guy. I'm going to take the yeah. younger guy. I'm not, like, too worried about it. Like, okay, he wants an extension. Cool, dude. Like, we'll give you one year, $18 million, and That'll be your extension. And we'll guarantee some and push it off. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Sign the dude. You need him. He was your pass rush. Him and Fletcher Cox were your two best defensive linemen. Sign them. Bring them back. Bring Fletcher Cox back. You need them. And then you have to still address and worry about the fucking linebacker position because we don't have any on our roster right now. Well, and, you know, this is a guy whose name has come up a lot. That's who we all want. It it, 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 it truly is. It truly is. It fits an insane, insanely large need. Um, the, The ties back to, you know, his dad and the, the player that he was, I think it to me it would be a no-brainer. It's more a matter of when 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 do you decide and where does he go, right? Because although the Eagles don't value that position and won't address it, I guarantee you they won't address it in the first round. Um, You know that that to me would be a guy that you would, for all intents and purposes, would be a plug-and-play guy. That's a guy yep. that would that you would look to just draft and plug him right into the middle of your defense, um, yep. but you know to me that that's a guy that you know if there's mutual respect there and, and, and it seems like there is then you know what when do you choose to address that? Do you address that with one of your two second round picks? Maybe um, there are the, l- lucky for the Eagles though th- this is a deeper position in the draft um, where if it's not him, I know there's a kid out of Texas A&M that is, is kind of shining real bright right now at the combine. Um, And, and the tape, I think the tape to me is the more important thing to look at. Um, There's only so much that you can glean from, you know, watching these guys run around in shorts and t-shirts. And, you know, both of them, you put the tape on and both of the dudes are running sideline to sideline. They both have the size and the athleticism to kind of stand in the middle of the defense. Um, to me, that would be a no-brainer. But, you know, <laughs> we, we also know that, you know, this team will not address that position in the first round because they don't value that position that much to put that much draft so capital. Dumb. Yeah. So yeah, dumb. I, Look at the fucking best teams in best defenses in the league. Like, look at San Fran's defense. Who do you have right in the middle? You have fucking Fred Warner and Dre Greenball. Good fucking luck. Those guys tackle and fucking hit and intercept and can fucking cover. Look at, okay, now we move over to Baltimore, who also had a fucking stellar defense. Uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick McQueen. 
is that telling you anything? That two fucking stud linebackers can fucking do it for you? Yeah. And like it's and Rich, we're over here drafting guys like Davion Taylor. Yeah, fucking Davion Taylor because he's fucking quick. Bullshit. That's why I don't like Davion Taylor because he's not fucking he can't Fred even play special teams. Jesus. Well, we take him in the third round because he's quick. Oh, yeah. not his fault. <sighs> not his fault. But hey, he's like, it's so frustrating because Nate we should Jerry. be fucking these guys. Nate Jerry. Nate oh, Jerry. Listen, that's that's a, that's a whole that's a whole fucking other episode, man. <laughs> That's that, that's a whole nother commissary of, of bullshit. That I don't we'll think just go down the list of terrible linebackers we've had over the years. Oh, oh God! I hope I hope they really listen to Vic Fangio and they're like really list have him he runs have he runs the three four. They have to listen. They have to get linebackers. That's I, what his know, I hope so. on. I hope so, because you know Howie and, and Jeff are, are in on on who plays player personnel, who's yeah. dressed for a. They need to just they need to just let the guy do his job. Uh, it's, Agreed. That's it. That's the bottom line. You got to let the guy do his job. Both of them. More, more in Fangio. Yeah. I really hope you you know you really hope that that um, that Sirianni stays out of the way. You know, it's it's going to be key for him to stay out of the that's, that's, Joe, that's a kind of a wild thing to say about the head coach. But the head coach. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, look. Like, Basically, they, they hired a bunch of guys for him to say, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Don't fuck <laughs> this up. Mouth shut. Yeah. Oh, God. Run up and down the sideline. Say a bunch of stupid <laughs> shit in the camera. Like, Big Dom. Big Dom. Don't let Nick talk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Touch Touch your mouth. Oh fuck! All right, listen. Here, here's the next topic: Is the hurts that you're going to get in 24 going to be closer to 23 or closer to 22? Closer 20, to 22. I say 22. I say 22. Could anybody be successful in the offense that we ran this year? Uh, oh God, yeah. I mean, that offense was kind of set up for. It was set up to fail at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, toward the end, the like my favorite thing is we didn't utilize motion at all, so we could never actually see what the defense was doing. So that, that's pretty funny. It's like, oh, yep, yeah, well, we don't know. Are they in zone or in man? But here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to throw the ball to the outside. No that's matter it. what. No matter no what, matter you're throwing what. the ball to the outside. We're going to make you make the hard throws, not the yeah. easy like it was just so dumb. It was just such a bad offense. If if he remotely looks like this year's Jalen Hurts next year, we are fucking doomed. So I am. That's just like oh god, that's terrible. So I'm gonna have to say it's it's closer to his uh, MVP year than yeah. this year. The you know what you know, the, the the news that you do hear out out of out of uh, the, the locker room and this and that um, with Brian Johnson and how he was you know, too much buddy, buddy with Hertz, you know, they go back for so many years and um, he was more of, you know, more, more of his buddy and a pat on the back guy than, you know, this is what you need to do to get better. You know, yeah. he didn't, he, he didn't have that, that, that tough love or have those tough constructive cr criticism kind of conversations. And then another, another story I heard too was he was intimidated by AJ Brown. So if you're a coach, 
and you're intimidated by your players, it's it's going to be it's going to be a fiasco because yeah. you you've you've lost them. There's a you know you could have a trust issue, and then you're 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 second guessing yourself, and then well we saw it. You know we yeah. saw it. You know when we had a ten and one offense, and then we saw what happened. Um, you know as the season progressed, things you know started losing a couple games. They started doing the blame game. And, you know, then the, the stories come out about the coach and the quarterback not being on the same page, the coach, the, you know, offensive coach being not on the same page with the, the receiving core. And it just, it just snowballed, like, out of control. And then, you know, the, the offense, well, and the defense, too, just went right off a cliff. But yeah. you, you have to set the tone. You got to be the tone setter. You, you have to draw the line between, um, you know, somebody you, you like – with Johnson and Hertz that have known each other for so long, you get, there's got to be a line in the sand and say, "Look, you know, I'm, I'm, we go way back, but I call the plays, and this is the way it's going to be." Joe, I think to 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 go back to something you were mentioning earlier, the the route tree, the rich, it was maybe I don't know three four weeks ago when we were talking yeah. about, and we actually Joe, we actually had them side by side, yeah, and. It, it it was more startling looking at them side by side than it would be just if you and I were having a conversation. Literally, yeah, exactly. it looks like it, it's the equivalent of like the straight line and the scribble, like <laughs> the, like the Kellen Moore route tree for you know Keenan Allen and Ceedee Lamb were literally all <laughs> over the field, like straight down the field, across the field, crossing patterns, crossing patterns deep, crossing patterns at at the middle level, at the safety level. Meanwhile, the the AJ Brown Devontae Smith route trees are literally like out. They out, crossed out, over out. the they crossed out. over the hash. I think once each. It, it it was it was wild, and I think now looking back at when they lose both coordinators after the Super Bowl, um, to to replace both of those guys when this team is at the at, at the the precipice that they are, where they should be in the conversation to be a Super Bowl contender every year yeah. to replace both of those coordinators with two guys that were as inexperienced as they were with a coach that was very young into his head coaching career was a huge mistake um, to, to not replace those guys with guys that had play calling experience that had in-game experience, maybe as a head coach to maybe provide a little bit of balance but to replace those guys with Brian Johnson and Sean Desai that had little to no coaching, you know, coaching experience in terms of the play calling on the field, that ended up being the, the they they survived to ten and one on talent alone, and then everything yeah. just caught up with them. It just there was no fucking coaching. It, there was no coaching whatsoever. There was no it, coaching all year. We had these complaints about them looking vanilla and their defense looking stale, like week two. Like, we think it was, we're talking about yeah, that with the New one. England game. Like, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, we've addressed our concerns all year, and it's like, well, why are you guys bitching when your team sent them on? I'm like, because we're not that good. It's like, yeah, yeah we're ass. We're, and A.J. Brown even said it. Like, we were 10 and one. Yeah, like, we found ways to win. We never played – like a good complete football. He even said that. He said that on WIP. Yeah. He's like, 
and then we lose. He's like, things just unravel from there. It's like, yeah, that's the, the true football team that they had. And it all comes down to coaching. Like, it all comes back. Yeah. DeAndre Swift had two carries in that Patriot game. I don't know if you guys remember that. Like, Go away. Go away, Boston. You goofball. How is that possible? It's – that that to me is – possible? I don't know. Who knows? Listen, (laughs) boss lady, you're – I mean, Rich – the, the the amount of they football see. conversations that I can now have with the boss lady, it's it's it, beautiful. It, it's it's it, oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and it, and it, it'll catch me off guard, um, to the point where I'm looking sideways, going, "What? Like what? Like what? What did you just say? What?" Um, I mean, she's but, not wrong because we no, all liked I, the DB coach from two years ago to be the uh, defensive coordinator, and then he left, and he shit all over everybody's chest. With the Baltimore Ravens defense, it's like true. I like that he made he made the Eagles look dumb by not hiring him. And yeah. and Rich, you you brought up something a couple weeks ago when you were like, "Tell me a player that got better. Give me a give me a guy that got better during this season." Uh, no one, right? Yeah, yeah. like no one. Got you either you either stayed status quo or you got worse. Or you got or worse. You got that's, that's it. Like it's it was it's fucking amazing to watch a team be so covenant and so like I can't even find the words for it. Yeah, poor man, he did he all over the Eagles, all over oh. the Eagles front office. He was like, "Ha ha, I can coach. Your guy can't." And then you take him away, and then you add Matt Patricia's fat ass in there. Ha ha, he can't coach either. And it's just like, man, that was just dumb. But, like, it, it was just astonishing to watch these players get worse and not get better when you're still, at the time, 10-1. and one. At 10-1, and one, yeah. like, you're, you're not impressed by anybody. You're like, yeah. hey, where'd A.J. Brown go? Like, A.J. Brown, like, all of a sudden, like, after those four games in a row, like, what the fuck happened to A.J. Brown? And it's like, yeah. yo, where's Devontae Smith? Where's DeAndre Swift? What's wrong with Jalen Hurts? Our cornerbacks look terrible. Hassan Reddick, oh, finally got a sack. What the fuck is Josh Sweat doing? Like, you <laughs> literally were just, like, dumbfounded the whole fucking time. Because none of it made sense that they could just go backwards like that. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a collapse of ep- ep- epic, epic proportions. But we all kind of saw it coming. I remember I was telling you guys about the, the conversations I would have with our bus driver when he, when he was showing up. And, he, you know. And he's asking me because he's a Cowboys fan, so I'm always we're we're always kind of exchanging you know bars back and forth. As a you know, I, I hesitate to put the kids on the bus on during the Cowboys week because I don't know if they're going to come back with the uh, yeah stars are in their school bags. But uh, yeah, the the to go back and forth with him, and I'm going, you know, I don't know how it's happening. Like I I remember the last time talking about the the Bills game. And he's like, I don't know how y'all are doing it. I'm like, yo, I don't know either because it don't look pretty. But it, it just we, it, it was the biggest false messiah that we saw that we've seen out of a team in in a really long time. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. Yeah. Well, listen on on the back end, of, we'll play a commercial on the back end of this. We'll we'll talk some free agency. We'll talk some draft combine stuff, and uh, I don't know. Try to have a little fun with it. 
We'll see you in a little bit. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16 ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the drunk on broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash DOB and show your love for your hometown team. Lotorin's curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked. Dash tourain.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. Listen, we're back. We're back. But listen, I didn't get a chance to put a put a little commercial together, but we got a a, a new partner, the Philly Drinkers Apparel. So go check out. They got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of unique uh, unique merchandise. Use the code Drunk on Broad fifteen for your special discount. But they got they got some cool Philly themed sports gear. So uh, go check them out. Oh, they got a cool baseball. They got a cool baseball package. It's a couple t shirts, hat. It's a, uh, it, it's it's some really I need cool stuff. Fitted We're, uh, green pants, Don. Fitted green pants. Fitted green was, pants. I don't know if Philly Drinkers has fitted green pants, but well, they listen. fucked up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Lost a customer, Don. Lost a customer. They, no, they, they they do. They have a lot of really cool stuff. So we're uh, we'll, you know, oh, go, go check them out. Use the code and uh, support them and support us and. Yep. Free agency. 
who's a who's a guy that you're you're targeting in terms of free agency? Because the, there there's a lot of pl- a lot of places and a lot of positions that you can address, but they uh, where 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 do you think the most likely hole that they fill? I need some Van Ginkle in my life. I need Ooh, some I like Van it. Ginkle. I want anybody familiar with Vic Fangio and the linebackers for uh, the Dolphins. The linebackers for the Dolphins performed extremely well last year. Um, I know their defense was kind of suspect, but, I mean, Jalen Ramsey wasn't that great. And then they lost a lot of guys for injury. But Van Ginkle was solid. Um I'm looking at linebackers just across the board and throwing offers at um, pretty much all of them. McQueen would be the guy I backed the fucking Brinks truck up to. Then I'm throwing yeah. money at uh, uh, Luovu, the dude from Carolina who's a stud, another young guy. Devin White. I know Devin White got replaced last year on Tampa Bay because he was not good at stopping the run. Um, but he's another guy, sideline to sideline. He's quick as shit. Mm-hmm. Don't mind having him. And Van Ginkle. Because let's be real, you can't go into the season with Nicobe Dean and no one. There has to be somebody else. And no offense to Nicobe Dean, love him, can't stay fucking healthy. And I think it's the size and all the injuries. It's it's going to really come back to bite them in the ass. And if you say you draft Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and you put him next to Patrick McQueen and mm. the Van Ginkle or Luovu, you know, I'm I love that. There's nothing I don't love about any of those combinations. Yeah, I think that you're you're that's the position to me that you're gonna that you obviously have to see the biggest overhaul just because of 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 personnel. You don't yeah. have guys to fill that position. So um Van Kinkle is a guy that excels in this defense that you you saw elevate his play under Vic Fangio last year. Um to me, he's a guy who's a no-brainer. That he that <clears throat> that's a guy that you bring in, um, and you you kind of let him run sideline to sideline and let him you know kind of make make tackles all over the field. And if he plays the way that he plays last year, he'll he'll be a guy that this fan base can really wrap their arms around. Um, you know, Patrick Queen. I I, I don't know what that money's going to look like, Rich. Um, in terms expensive. of like, it, it's going to yep. be wildly expensive, but you also can't afford to put yourself in a position where you're you're picking guys up off the scrap heap all year long, literally just to have a guy in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you, you you've read that book, you've watched that movie, you've seen that experiment. Um, you really need to put and allocate some resources in that area. Um, so to me, you need to do a combination of, of a couple things. You got to sign a couple guys and you got to draft a couple guys and you really have to build, you know, position depth there. The other guy that I'm looking at is, you know, on the back end, I think bringing in a guy like Antoine Winfield Jr. is a guy yep. that you, you can let kind of run around in the back of your defense. And he's not old, right? he's 26. Um, so he, he's a guy who, when you put the tape on, just make game changing plays all the time. Um, and I, and I think that's a guy that I look at and say, that's yes, a guy please. that I want on the back end of my defense. Yes, please. Um, yes, please. you know, uh, Joe, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say Winfield jr. Um, back there for safety too. Mm-hmm. And then 
I guess you got to wait and see what's going to go on with um, Jeremy Chin too. He might uh, he might wiggle free and become available too from from Carolina. But um, uh, I was going to say Xavier Howard from from the Dolphins as well. But then you, it's you know then it becomes a money thing at, at that position, especially with everything that's going on with James Bradbury. But um, for yeah, it's it's safety, it's safety and linebacker. But linebacker, I mean, the more we talk about it, it's. I think that's got to be um, the number one priority uh, for this team because, yeah, you you really don't have anybody right now. Yeah, you, you have Nakobe Dean. I, I guess. I mean, is he healthy? Is he going to be healthy? But even when he was on the field, um, when he was healthy, he still was very inconsistent. Um, yeah. Well, but what about what about uh, what about Chauncey Gardner Johnson? That that that's got to be a guy that I, I don't yeah. know if it's if it's if the relationship is so sour about what how it kind of played out that, but I think that's got to be a guy that's got to be on your radar, in, in terms of the the safety play. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it's all about you know how how he would feel about um, coming coming back in this environment. But I mean, all the guy does is play, and he and he balls out and. He talks it and he walks it. So, and that's what this team needs. This team, this team was soft last year. Yeah, this team was very soft. They didn't yeah. have, they didn't have, they missed that bravado. They didn't have that bravado last year. Um, I mean, the year that we went to the Super Bowl, he had six interceptions by himself. I don't know what we wound up with the whole season last year, but he balled out with this team, um, and. You know, you need you need guys that are going to make plays. You need guys that are going to make forced turnovers, and you need guys that are going to be in the right position. Um, and and ball hawks, get guys that are just going to ball ball out. So, um, I I'd love to have him back. You know, if he if he'd want to come back here. Any interest in a guy like Kendall Fuller? Maybe a guy that might be a little bit cheaper, but a guy that you I I think I, an upgrade. I think I I mean, what with what you have. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's an upgrade. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's a he's a proven vet. He's a proven proven player who can can start and play and make plays, and that's what you're looking for. So, I mean, if it's an upgrade, I'm all in. Rich, I know there's a guy. I know there's a guy on offense that you love, Mike Evans. There it is. <laughs> I would that love to have. Long- Mike, oh my God! If we if we got Mike Evans, that'd be fucking great. But um, pivoting from him, if we're like talking actual like hopes for a wide receiver uh, three, I would go Tyler Boyd. Um, bring him in because you know he can. You know he's a slot guy, but you also know if if somebody goes down, he can step into that number two role. Um, he's proven he can do it. He's proven he did it in Cincinnati. Um, anytime any of those guys get hurt, he steps right up and has fucking big games. Like Tyler Boyd is definitely a guy I'm going after. Um, if I'm looking at another linebacker, Jordan Brooks, why not from Seattle? I would take him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so many people. Like I'm looking at the list, and there's just so many fucking people out there. Like cheaper, you can go. You know, Jordan Fuller at safety. He's 26. Jeremy Chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what happens with that. Um, Geno Stone. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Xavier, Xavier McKinney's another guy. Xavier, 25. Xavier McKinney, Kyle Duggar. Like 
there's so many safeties out there that you're looking at it and it's just like this would be great. You know, we need a and slot guys guy. That are young. We we need we need a slot corner. We need a guy who can do it. Kenny Moore. He's pretty much the only like slot guy out there, like mm-hmm. just playing the slot. And then you're looking at edge rushers, like edge rushers. Why not Zadarius Smith? If you're, you're going to have a blitzing uh, linebacker, why, why not bring him in? See what he's going to demand. You know, yeah. you, I think him, your main know. needs. Your main needs are you need a linebacker, you need safety help. But if you can get one of these wide receivers, um, I wouldn't be mad either. Um, I would take Curtis Samuel. I would take anybody to, to step Marquise. in and be in three. Marquise Brown. Hollywood. Hollywood's probably going to demand a crap ton of money, um, yeah. which I honestly don't think he deserves. No. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see where, where they shake from. Um, but, yeah, if, if you give me a Tyler Boyd or you give me a Curtis Samuel – you need a number three. You last year was terrible with Julio Bain. Um, they you, were banned. What what about a guy like like the the is it is a guy like Calvin Ridley going to make way too much money to be in the conversation to be the yeah. number three? Yeah, I yeah I don't Absolutely. think Calvin Ridley is going to get what everybody thinks. I I think that Christian Kirk is still the, probably the number one wide receiver and. Dude, you saw they love Zay Jones. Like even when Calvin Ridley was the the legit number one, they were feeding Zay Jones. Like they were feeding everybody else besides Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah. And let's be real: if they do sign Calvin Ridley, there's no incentive for the Jaguars to actually sign Calvin Ridley to a big deal because if they sign him to a long term deal, they have to give up like a one or a two. So they're not going to yeah, do it. They're, gonna um, do they're going to be like, thank you for the year, Calvin. Like he's not going to want to do a one year deal. Um, so he's going to go somewhere else. Is he going to try to demand a lot? Yeah. But I don't think he's really going to get it. Like to me, honestly, if it's you're throwing, throw me Calvin Ridley or Tyler Boyd, I'd want Tyler Boyd. Um, okay. I just like Tyler Boyd's skill set a little bit better than Calvin Ridley's. Um I think Calvin Ridley's a hell of a player. I think he's fucking really good. But if I yeah. can get more production out of Tyler Boyd for less money, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a guy who's younger, more athletic, and is going to be significantly cheaper. The, yeah. the only way you might get a discount with Calvin Ridley is with age, right? He's a guy who's 29 that, like, you know, he he could be in the conversation to get – Good money, but he's definitely not in the conversation to get like number one type money, though. He's not because yeah, I don't think he's in. The, I don't think he's a wide receiver one. I don't. What do you, it, do you have? A, do you have a free agent wide receiver listed, Freddie? Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm scrolling through like you, the NFL the 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 top hundred on the NFL. Like uh, uh, another guy that popped up uh, is Gabe Davis, right? Gabe Davis is he's going to get a lot. Of money. He's he's going to get a ton, he's, he's going to get, get a ton of money. Yeah. Um, trying to go down the list here. Uh, Arnell you- Mooney. I. Okay. I would kick. I would kick I, the tires I, I have Arnell Mooney. Yeah. Hey, he's um, better than he is. He's better than uh, Watkins. Absolutely. I mean, they're all better than Julio Watkins. Is Julio Jones going to even keep playing? I mean, 
but he's he would he would be a four anyway. I mean, yeah, and he's he's replaceable. So I mean, if if we're being honest, the 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 club of people that's better than Quez Watkins is not a super exclusive club. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, like the you know K, KJ Osborne is an, is another guy that you know still more productive than what we have. Yeah. Um. What do you think happens for them at, at at running back? Do you think they bring back Swift? Is is that it's something I would have interest in? Because I think defense, I think who you in a position <laughs> agent zero. Um, I think he, you could see him get utilized a lot better in this in this Kellen Moore offense. Yeah. Um, or, or is there another guy that you think that you could bring in that would be an upgrade? Derrick Henry. I mean, shit. Yeah, absolutely. But it's going to come down to they just they don't pay backs, Rich. You know that. Oh, I know. I just like but looking yeah, and seeing. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, I, I, I Derrick Henry would be in in an Eagle jersey right now. It would be Derrick Henry for me and Swift if I was doing it. And right. I would, I would be letting go of uh, Gainwell. I'd be letting everybody. go of Gainwell. Boston Scott would just be my kick returner. Um, draft a guy. Yeah, or yeah, or you, you just you draft a guy. But like, I mean, Derek Henry behind this offensive line would be ridiculous. Oh, and he's yeah, and he's shown that he can catch. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a little bit crazy. Um, the the, yeah. the other crazy thing to think about that the player that that is good to fantasize about with this offensive line is Saquon Barkley, right? You know that yeah. you put a guy like him that has the, the skill set that he does and put him behind this offensive line. Um, and stick it to the Giants. <laughs> play him home, let him play. Oh, that who, would be who they, where wild. did they say he was going to go? They said Saquon was talking uh, to somebody. Houston. Houston, that would be nice. Houston is, which you know, you put him with CJ Stroud, yeah, and yeah, that would be, be another kind of wild thing to think about. I would um, love to see that. I got no interest in Tony Pollard. No, no, not, not you know, you're, you're talking about a guy who just, just had his best year, but had over 200 touches, and is gonna is about to turn 28. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anybody else? Anybody? Well, any any other position? And any any other place where you think you want to address that we didn't talk I mean, about? Like I said, Burns from Carolina. Um, yeah. I mean, fucking Christ, Chris Jones would. That's just a fantasy. Uh, Chris Jones would be amazing. Uh, that'd be great. Cream Hunt, Adam, absolutely not. He was yeah. so inefficient last year, and he was. They rode Jerome Ford down to the one, and Cream Hunt would score the touchdowns. Like Cream Hunt was so inefficient. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want him. Like if I'm signing a running back, it's Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, or DeAndre Swift. That's it. I'm not signing like anybody else. Josh Jacobs would be fucking perfect for this offense because he's can do it all. DeAndre Swift again. It's like just utilizing the players. If they're utilized yeah. right, then, the then right 
but I, I, I think we walk away with at least two linebackers and a wide receiver. I think that's what we at least walk away with. And I would be extremely happy because that's honestly, it's what we need. You, you got any interest in bringing back an, uh, another former Eagles son? Who? John Runyon's kid. The offensive line. He's yeah. a guard. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I think, yeah. <laughs> Michigan, right? Yeah, listen, huge kid, my same body type. Um, <laughs> um, but I think the, at, at what point do you, do, you, do you think the Kelsey news comes down sooner than later? I think it's got to come down before the new league year starts so that they do have an actual plan about what to do. That if they I have, don't, to, I don't think he's retiring. I don't think he's retiring. Joe? It's so hard. It's so hard. I mean, he. It, the thing about it is, he's still playing at a, at a at a Pro Bowl, all pro, like oh, best pro best level. in the game. He hasn't missed a, He hasn't missed a beat. He, he he's like, he runs and drives the tush push, dude. You can't go, Jason. You got to be able to do the tush push. You can't go. You, just, you can't go out like we that. Need, bro. We need you. We need you. Like we need air. Dude, you just can't go out like that. You like it was terrible. Like the way the season ended was terrible. If that's how we're if if that's how we're retiring, if we're retiring at a low, nah, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't quit. I think he does I think he does one more year. I think he does one more year because that's how B that's how BG's doing it. BG's doing this is like his farewell year. I think Kelsey's going to do the same thing. Yeah. He it, needs, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And he needs I, announced I'm retiring at the end of this year. I think Fletch, Fletch is on the fence too. But once he sees that fall in line, I think he's going to do the same thing. Yeah. And I'm completely fine with it. I didn't want him back. But I'm glad he was. Like, shit, Josh Sweat looked fucking terrible last year. Yeah, what What was that? What happened? Terrible. But you know what? I think I think it was a lot of it's all it's all the coaching, yeah, bro. It is. They, these guys checked out. Look at Kevin Byard. He's like he's back there doing his own thing back there in the seventh in the second there. And it was just a shit show. It was a free for all. These guys are just doing their own. Th- they're ad living plays. It was backyard football, but not telling your teammates what you're doing. <laughs> it's like our right, break, and everybody's like. Oh, we should have told them this. I'm playing zone. Well, I should have told them I was playing man. I should have told them I was going to blitz. I should have told them I, I wasn't going to cover anybody. I think that when they when they blitz us, we should not have a hot route and everybody just run to the sideline and I'll and wait like four or five seconds and I'll try to throw you the ball. Yeah, or just run but, straight. But after the first second and a half, I'm getting clobbered because the guy's yeah. running at me without being blocked. Jesus Christ. Well, listen, gentlemen. Before we do final thoughts, I'm going to give you some homework. Next, ne- the next time we talk, we're going to talk. We'll, we'll we'll try to talk all things draft. At that point, the all the senior bowl stuff will be done. The combine stuff will be done. We don't have to worry about you know any anything but trying to figure out guys in the draft that that could potentially help this team. Um, okay. So we'll, that that'll be we'll, we'll hold all things draft until next time, but. What do we got? Final thoughts. 
Go ahead, Joe. Um, everybody start taking care of your health. Um, you know, I've, with things that have been going on with our family, you know, I mean, I'm only in my forties. You guys are, are young and spry like me, but, um, it really makes you think about, you know, self care, you know, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, guys and girls, but especially, especially us guys, we, um, tend to push things off or, you know, try to act tough or act like, you know, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. It's just, you know, it, you need people need, we need to just start taking, taking the initiative and being on top of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, going to your doctor's appointments, um, getting your colonoscopies, whatever, how old you are, you know, it starts at 45. I got to get mine. My doctor told me I already got to get mine. So, it's being proactive, staying on top of things, um, and just being uh, being in that mindset that started earlier. Don't wait till later, because you know ne- you, you really never know. You know tomorrow's not tomorrow's not promised. So um, you know take care of yourselves and and check in on your on your friends and family and and uh, you know try to drive that home with them as well too. Well said. Yeah. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, Joe. I, I think. Well, it, Don, it, look it, at you, man. Yes. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. You I got friends at school that tell that are you know make a they're giving me a hard time telling me not to turn sideways. I think I'm gonna disappear. <laughs> That's okay, you know, man. That's great. You know how does that make but, you feel though? You know, yeah, for real. I I feel like that th- this is the best I felt in, in literally in as long as I can remember. And I this is something that I've struggled I've struggled with weight, weight gain, weight loss my entire life. You know, putting it on. You know, I I, I did the freshman. 15, three, di- three times in the same year and, uh, you know, took it all off in, in, in the summer and put it all back on. And, and I know that that's really the most unhealthiest way to go. And for me, I'm just looking at, you know, I, I saw a picture and that was it. I saw it. And I was like, I literally turned the lace. I showed her the picture. I was like, do, do, is that re- is that for, is that really what it looks like? And she's like, yeah, and I was like, mm, okay, I'm done, and, and you know, just fucking <laughs> about, but but like just just trying to be realistic with it, right? Like not doing anything drastic. That's why Lacey and I we were doing it together, which is another huge thing. You know, she's on a on on a similar type of journey. You know, she's she's down thirty pounds, and she's you know really trying to like really take. Cool. You know, we're we're, in, we're Joe. You're right. We're at a point in our lives where we're like. Yeah. All right, let, like let's cut the shit. Let, let, let's take care of ourselves, you know, because we want to be at, in the best position possible to be be there to help each other. Um, so to be on that journey together with her, and to be able to kind of do that and support each other and kind of go back and forth is is a huge thing. And I would say that that you know that that could go for anything. Right? Right. To, to be there to to be there and support you know your significant other and. You know, to, to look at that and see like that that's it it's a huge thing for for the both of us and now the both of us are you know 
in, in brand new wardrobes because nothing because nothing fits now. Um, but it's a great. But uh, as you said, it's a great feeling, and it feels yeah. great, and, and awesome. it really does make you think about less about like the getting up early and, and trying to you know plan the meals and take care of the exercise and, and do all the physical activity and. and it, it makes all that stuff worth it because you're seeing that you're, you're, you see seeing it. you're, you're right. and, and, and other people see it, you know, oh, and right. then, that reinforces it. So it's, it's uh, a good for you, dude. Good for yeah, you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. What do you got, <laughs> brother? Beautiful son of a bitch, Don. One beautiful <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, oh, hmm. God. Dude, these things are great. The THC seltzers, they're just so good. They're just so good. Yo, cycling frog, holler at me, dog. Like, get, get, <laughs> sign me up, bud. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you guys were, were spot on. Take care of yourself. And, you know, Don's on his journey. And, you know, it's one of those things like he hit, he hit life and different doors open and, and different doors close. Um, so don't be afraid of those journeys. Um, kind of welcome them with open arms and excitement and, and don't be afraid. Um, one different doors and things open, you know, you don't know what people are going through. Um, and just shit, life gets crazy sometimes. So, you know, enjoy the ride because it's not long. It's unpleasantly short for, uh, most people and, um, have fun with it, man. Like just fucking have fun. Um, but take care of yourself. Like having fun doesn't mean, getting fucking wasted and drinking 30 beers a night. Like that's not fun. Like hanging out with your friends and enjoying time with, you know, significant others or your increasingly aging loved ones. Like that's yeah. the sh make the memories, have the fun. Me and my dad just went and saw 311 for the 20th time. Uh, in February. And then I got the flu the whole week after that. So that shit sucked. Thank God we didn't do a show. But um, <laughs> would I give it all back? No, because I had a fucking blast. You know, 20 times seeing a concert with, you know, one of your favorite people. You know, not a lot of people can say they did that. Um, yeah. But like I said, enjoy the fucking ride. Spend the money while you got it. You can't take it with you. And just yeah. have some fucking fun, man. Have some fun. And drink some uh, drink some THC seltzers by uh, Cycling Frog. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I wish I could, Rich. I wish I you could. Know, Joe, I'm not going to lie. Like, kind of on, like, Don's journey and not to, like, say, like, I'm down, like, seven pounds, but I eat like shit. Nice. But my main thing was, like, drinking beer all the time. I uh, loved drinking beer. And, like, yeah. stopping that and, like, switching to these, it's, like, 50 calories you yep. get like a nice like body buzz and then you're done. Like I'm going to drink this one and I'm like, I'm good. Like I don't beer. I used to crave and just want to drink. And it's just like, I needed it like not drinking and just like, kind of like going toward that. It just doesn't only make you feel better. You don't wake up hungover and like, I'm not fucking drinking 30 of them because I'm chasing like a buzz. Like it's fucking yeah. Alcohol fucking sucks. I'm not gonna lie, alcohol fucking <laughs> sucks. It is not good for you. Stay away. No. From it. <laughs> yeah, it is not good. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, we'll be back next week. 
Yes, sir. Rich, take us home. Oh, man. I was, I had a daydream in my kitchen when I was uh, cooking about, uh, Fuck you, Spike Eskin. I had a, I got in a fight with Spike Eskin in New York because this was all a daydream in my head. I'm standing over the pot, I'm like over the dish, and I'm like, oh god, I'm I'm cooking, I'm cooking. It was a really weird dream. But fuck you, Spike Eskin. Fuck you, Ben Simmons, <laughs> Davion Taylor. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Fuck you too. Um, ben Simmons. You, you got to go fuck yourself, James Harden, and your stupid beard. Go fuck yourself. And. I, th- I think I'm out of fucks to give after that. So I think I think that's enough. all right. But we are drunk on bro. I'm Rich. That's Don. And that's Joe. It's great to have you back, Joe. Don, always Appreciate pleasure it, to see you. And Philly, just remember, we love you. Peace. Yeah. Go Burfs! Go, Go Burfs! Go Burfs! Super Bowl champions! P-A-T-A!